Good morning. Good morning. We're back here behind you. Hi. Welcome to Clint United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you here on this Palm Sunday. And Mother Nature is finally cooperating. It looks and feels like spring. Yay! So, uh, we have a couple announcements. I'm going to let Sheila tell you all about that kind of stuff, and then we will start our service. Good morning. Our Easter egg hunt, you know, we have to do the priority stuff first. That's right. Easter egg hunt will take place after everyone has gone into the gym for coffee hour and gotten your goodies. Linda will announce for the children to come back into the sanctuary, and she'll give them direction from here. Um, also, our Holy Week services are on there, Monday, Thursday. It will be here at 7 o'clock. Good Friday service will be 7 o'clock at Stony Creek. Our contemporary service will be at 8.30 next Sunday. Should last about 45 minutes. Breakfast at about 9.30 and traditional service at 11. Um, the rest I kind of let you read. The quilt show is the Friday and Saturday after Easter. We will need some help during that time from 10 to 5 on Friday and 10 to 4 on Saturday just to help be our eyes to watch and protect all of our quilts that we're going to have out here in the sanctuary. There is a sign-up sheet out in the narthex. If you can give us an hour or two to just be an extra pair of eyes for us, we'd appreciate it. You can either talk to Char, Diana, or myself if you've got any questions. Also, we have a big event. We have rented out the gym on May 1st for a big gathering. They are going to be here from 2 o'clock until midnight. Again, we need people from the church to sign up for an hour or two, whatever you can give us, because we need somebody from the church here the whole time. Um, if you've got any questions, you can see Jim Strickland. And then Dottie and Rick both have an announcement. Uh, with uh, everybody back in the sanctuary now, this will be the last week that we do drive-in church service. I had no responses about continuing on doing it, so this will be the last week on that. And then I wanted to, hello? I wanted to make a little announcement about the churches left the building, and I wanted to clarify first that churches left the building is not us going out to do preaching at <laughs> in the community <laughs> or at people's houses churches left the building is just a quick i don't want to like bore everybody and take too much time but churches left the building is our church body is going into the community to do ministry work and help our fellow parishioners we're going to start we're soliciting people who might need help with something in their own homes, whether it's helping hang a picture or hang something in their house or maybe even clean the kitchen or yard work, anything like that you might just need. It might be a little bit out of reach or you might need a little bit of help. We have a two-hour window blocked that we're going to be coming out into the community. We've, like I said, started to solicit some people already within our community, but if there's anybody here or anybody here that knows of anybody that needs some help, um, reach out to the office or reach out to me and we will put them on the list and we will start we will start there and then we're also compiling a list of the volunteers of their skills and what they want to help with so the plan is on May the 22nd is when the actual event is we're going to meet here at 9:30 gather all of our things get our assignments and then go out into the community and be back here by 12:30 for like a pizza lunch 
So if you have any questions, keep an eye out for the sign-ups, both for the, um, the work that we're going to be doing and then also for the volunteer sign-ups. Good? you are able, please stand for our call to worship. They brought the colt of a donkey to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the coat, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Jesus, order your disciples to stop. He answered them, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Our first hymn is Hosanna, Loud Hosanna, page 278. Oh, may we ever praise him with hope. 
Let us pray together. Holy, Holy One, one. God, God of goodness, we call out to you at the gates of righteousness, sometimes in praise, sometimes in distress, sometimes both at once. We long to be in your house in the presence of beloveds, binding the festal procession with branches. Open us this day to your love in and through the webs of our relationships and in the simple and good enough moments that fill our days. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus orchestrated a low-budget parade into a city where he knew his days were numbered. Get me a colt, he said, not a steed, not a float, a young green donkey, not the color, that's horse speak for not ridden a lot yet. And folks gathered and his friends started some liturgical shouting that ticked off the local priests. Life is hard and we all need friends and sometimes big loud praying that will not be messed with. We are created for interdependence, so all our hiding and pretending that we are perfectly fine all on our own just won't work. Get on the donkey when you need to and let people lay their cloaks for you and make noise for you because you know you'll do it for them too when the chips are down. What keeps you from connectedness with others? Let us take a moment of silent reflection. Hear this compassionate word from the letter to the Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Know that already God is offering us freedom from isolation as we are called into the kind of community Christ had in mind for all. We are invited to the audacity of interdependence so that we might recognize love in its giving and receiving. And know that despite our sometimes faltering steps in the name of Jesus Christ, you are being forgiven even now. Glory to God. Amen. God has given us his only child, Jesus Christ, as the way of our salvation. Let us then give generously as God has given to us.
please rise and join in our doxology. one, we give you thanks for the great deeds of salvation that you have done and continue to do. Bless these offerings of thanksgiving that they may further your kingdom in this world through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be, well, no, please continue to stand if you're able, sorry. Um, and we're going to continue with hymn number 62, All Creatures of Our God and King.
seated. It is now time for our youth moment. I'd like to invite all of our children and youth to come on up, grab a chair, and I'll meet you down there. guys awake? Yeah? Everybody have their coffee? <laughs> so, I want to thank you guys for doing our processional in with us. Was that fun? You're not supposed to find those yet. What a batch. All right, so, when we processed in, did that remind you guys of, of, of anything? Can you think of Something else that's kind of like that, people walking and maybe making noise, and there's people watching them do it. There's usually, yeah, what are you thinking? A marching band? What are, mar- what are marching bands march? Other than a football field, where else do we see marching bands? A parade, that's right. Yeah, yes. Very cool. So, do you guys, have you guys been to a parade before? Because I ask because I didn't, I forgot that the last two years with the pandemic, we haven't gotten to be outside as much and do some of those fun things that we're used to doing. And some of you guys might be young enough that you might not remember being at a parade before. But when Jesus came into Jerusalem, that was like a parade. And so I got a question. Can you have a parade with, with, just, with just one person? You think you could do it with one person? See, I, I feel like you'd need more people. I feel like a one-person parade would be really short, wouldn't it? Yeah, we need a lot of people. And, and, and when we... So, so when we're all together, like at a parade, we can make a lot of noise, we can cheer, we can have fun, right? Yeah, we can yell. Parades are usually a lot of fun. But they're better when there's a lot of people, right? And you know, that's true in a lot of things in life. A lot of things in life are better when we're together. Because when we're together, we can, we can care for each other, we can look out for each other, we can help each other. All right, so I need your help with something. Not yet, we're getting there, hold on. Stop reading ahead. So I've got this ball, and 
it looks like a ping pong ball, but it's actually a special ball. And, and the directions say that it'll do something really neat when, when you touch both of those metal ends. But, but I can't do it by myself. I, I need some help. So what I was wondering is, could we all join hands in kind of like a circle and see if we can make it work? Oh, I should know better than to ask open-ended questions. All right, so can you guys do it? Can we all stand up and kind of make a, a circle? And I need everybody to hold hands. Okay, and I'm going to need you to be the other end of this. Okay, so, so Wally, can you go in between? All right, so everybody hold hands. Can you put your mouse truck down real quick, Wally? Okay, can you hold hands? All right, so everybody's holding hands. All right, can you touch the other end? Whoa, how cool is that? All right, hold on, touch the other end. Now, somebody let go of their hands. It stops. It only works when we're all holding hands together. How cool is that? That's pretty neat, huh? All right, you guys go sit down real quick. We're going to do the Lord's Prayer, and then, and then we got some other stuff. All right, you ready? Everybody fold your hands. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, now, are we, are we doing stuff back there? We are. Okay. Now, nah, got it. Okay, so you guys go grab a sucker from Miss Sheila, and then it's off to Sunday school with you. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> I hope not, <laughs> for my sake. <laughs> so you guys want to play with <laughs> Cracker Barrel in the store. <laughs> they do. All right. Uh, before we begin with our prayers for the people, if you look in your bulletin, you will see we have our, our list of prayer requests. Uh, we are continuing to pray for uh, Dave Johnson. Um, for some health issues and for his heart. We, of course, are continuing to pray for the people of the Ukraine, as well as the people in Russia who are standing opposed to what their government is doing. Um, really, really hoping to see a peaceful resolution to that situation um, 
the number of war crimes and things that we are seeing uh, is inexcusable, especially considering this comes down to essentially one person's pride. So please keep the people of the Ukraine in your prayers. Uh, we are continuing to pray for Sue Hartag, who I thought I saw come in. Okay. Uh, so keep Sue in your prayers. Um, the new treatment, the new chemo treatment she's on is taking a lot out of her, um, but it, it seems to be helping from when I spoke with her last. Uh, we are continuing to pray for uh, Matthew, Shar's cousin, who has cancer behind his eyes. Uh, we are also praying for Keith, uh, who was injured in a farming accident recently. Uh, we are continuing to pray for Tom and Diana Durling. Uh, we are continuing to pray for Diane's uh, sister, Anne, uh, who had emergency surgery. There is no cancer anymore. Am I remembering that correctly? They, they did find some, but didn't tell her until after it was out. Okay, so, so that is good. Um, we are continuing to pray for Diane's nephew, Tim, who's rehabbing from uh, stroke-like effects. Uh, we are continuing to pray for Abby, uh, the other Diane, uh, her granddaughter. She has uh, been having some trouble with nosebleeds, and they're going to cauterize, I think I said that right, the inside of her nose. She's only 10, uh, so healing prayers. Have they done that procedure yet for her? Tomorrow, okay. Um, we are continuing to pray for Katie, a friend of Sue Reese's uh, niece, Miranda. Uh, she has been fighting uh, brain cancer for many years, and they now found tumors in her brain. Uh, we are continuing to pray for Mike, Sheila's neighbor uh, and friend for a very long time, who was in the hospital this last weekend. He's battling pancreatic cancer and also has been diagnosed with diverticulitis. Um, so prayers for healing and strength for him. Do we have any other updates on him? Yeah. Um, we also want to lift up uh, Tony Quigg, Diana's stepchildren's mother. Um, she is at St. Joe's. She is very ill. Is she still at St. Joe's or did she? Okay, she'll be there for a while. Um, also um, want to pray for Luda. Um, a, a friend of Alice's daughter, um, she has gone to Poland at the border of Poland and Ukraine uh, to, to try and help. She is originally from the Ukraine, um, and she uh, got her stuff together, got on a plane, and, and headed over to try and help wherever she could. So please keep her in your prayers. Um, for her safety and, uh, well, for everyone's safety in that area. Do we have any other joys or concerns we'd like to raise up this morning? Um, asking for prayers for Crystal's nephew. Um, he collapsed, I think, like on Monday while he was exercising. They found out he had six blockages around his heart. Um, but amazingly, they didn't have to open heart surgery. They were able to put stents in for each of them. He might get to come home tomorrow, if not then Tuesday, but it's going to be a long recovery. So uh, prayers for Ted Wallace. 
for um, Edna Davis, who's a good friend of mine. She has a large brain tumor, cancerous one, and she's getting treatment for it. So she needs all our prayers. Um, we're asking for prayers for the Rickett family. My best friend up north, uh, brother, he's currently rejecting the, um, the stem cell transplant that his sister gave him. She was the only match. He has uh, leukemia, and um, he has three very young children. He's only 36. So um, we're going to ask for a prayer quilt, too, from the ladies uh, because it's, it's not going well. So the Rickett family up north. Do we have any others? All right, if you would please join me in an attitude of prayer, and we're going to pray responsively this morning. So when you hear me say, the stone that the builders rejected, I would like you to respond with, has become the chief cornerstone. God in the highest, you came to us in a human being who humbled himself like a slave. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for the nations that worship power and might. May they be ruled by humility and peace. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for the church and its leaders that we may have the mind of Christ. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for the victims of human tragedies and disasters of nature. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for those who are in prison, the repentant and the unrepentant, and those falsely accused. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for those who are ill or infirmed or are rejected because they are seen to be weak. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. God of compassion, through Jesus Christ, you have come to us and shared our common lot Mold us into people who show your mercy and keep us obedient to him whose name is above all other names, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. If you would join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Eternal God, quiet within us all mortal voices that through the story of the passion and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we may have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. We will now hear from our sanctuary choir.
first scripture reading is from Psalms 118, verses 1 through 2, 19 through 29, an RSV version. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that builders rejected has become the chief's cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal processions with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. A word of God that is still speaking, and you say, Thanks be to God. Our next song is Beneath the Cross of Jesus on page 297.
You may be seated. Our second scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 19th chapter, verses 28 through 40. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find there tied a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, Order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Word of God that is still speaking. And you say, thanks be to God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of families, communities, nations, and all creation, we come before you this morning longing for our connection to you to be strengthened and renewed. Guide your Holy Spirit to move among us as we cry out in praise with loud hosannas, honoring the triumphant return of your Son, our Savior, Jesus, to the city of Jerusalem. Call us back home to you as well, that we might come with those same loud hosannas and our hearts led with grace and love. Now may the words of my mouth, meditations of our hearts together in this place, be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, happy Palm Sunday, everyone. This this is the Sunday where, where things are a bit brighter. Literally, the sun's actually out. Um, but things are more, more joyous, more celebratory. Even though we know what is just a few days away, at least for today, we can, we can rejoice with all those people waving palm branches and crying out, Hosanna. And that's good enough. And speaking of good enough... That's the name of our sermon and worship series we've been using since Ash Wednesday for Lent and Easter. On Ash Wednesday, we talked about, focused on this reality that as humans, perfection is impossible, but transformation is not. We also lifted the truth that even though society may hold these unrealistic or unreachable expectations for our lives, none of that means that our lives are somehow less than. 
Then the first Sunday in Lent, we broached the idea and the reality that ordinary lives can be holy. The second Sunday in Lent, we talked about how so much of our lives and our world is out of our control and that we should try to understand the divine presence as a dance partner who who guides us and improvises as the dance goes on. The third Lent, uh, third Lent, the third week in Lent, we regrouped around the idea that many things can, can act like medicine and help to heal us, and that just like plants and a lot of other things, we need nurturing and patience to be able to flourish and thrive. The fourth Sunday in Lent, we examined how oftentimes we believe that we are always the problem, and we try to accept that we really need to cut ourselves some slack. And then finally, last week, the fifth week, in or fifth Sunday in Lent, we talked about how we are fragile and how, how different we might experience life if we could be vulnerable with each other, at, at least within our worshiping and faith communities. And now, as I just said, here we are on, on Palm Sunday. So let's dive back into part of our reading from the 19th chapter of Luke's Gospel that we just heard a few moments ago. As he rode along, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered them, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. So here we have Jesus and his disciples, two of whom just committed grand theft cult, I might add. But here they are with Jesus orchestrating as I mentioned earlier, this, this low-budget parade into the city where Jesus knew what was coming and that his days were numbered. Jesus tells his, two of his disciples, get me a colt. Not a noble steed, not a float with, with streamers and music blaring, nothing like what, what Rick set up for us for that Christmas parade with the music going and all that. No, just a colt, a young green donkey, again, not green in color, but green as it has never been ridden much, if at all, although a donkey that was actually green in color would have definitely brought some interesting reactions from the crowd, I think. So we have the colt. Jesus rides the colt, and, and folks start to gather, and his disciples and friends, they, they start shouting some liturgical words and phrases, and that, of course, ticks off the local priests, the Pharisees. Wasn't the first time, wouldn't be the last. And you know, as I said earlier in the beginning of the service, life is hard, and, and we do all need friends and people who care about us, and, and sometimes we even need the big, loud praying that, that can't be messed with. We were created for interdependence. We weren't 
created to be solitary creatures, never interacting or collaborating with each other. And I know, for those of you here who are more on the introverted end of things, that probably sounds terrifying at times. But I didn't say always. I just said that we weren't meant to never be with others. And all of our, our hiding and, and the pretending that we are perfectly fine, all on our own, it just doesn't work. So again, get on the donkey when you need to. Let people lay down their cloaks for you. Let people make some noise for you. And do it not just because it is good for you, but also because you know that deep down that you would and you will do it for them when the chips are down in their world. We are better when we are together. And I don't just mean that we can, can accomplish more, because it's not always about how much we get done or how successful that we believe we are. But when we are together, we are better, better for each other and better for ourselves. There was an example I had thought about using with, with our uh, children and youth this morning in, instead of the glowing ball, um, but I was worried it would make a bit of a mess and I didn't, didn't want Linda to get mad at me or, or have the Roomba get stuck. Um, a single stick can be easily broken, thin, thin twig or stick. But when you, when you have a collection of them in a bundle, they can withstand a much greater force. Together, we too can support each other. We can build each other up. We can help carry the load. We can withstand a greater force. Or maybe an example of how a stool with four legs is stronger and sturdier and more stable than a stool with only three legs, or less for that matter. Even in nature, we see examples of how being together, we can be better. And, and not just us, but in, in a lot of God's creatures, uh, a wolf pack of smaller wolves, I know they're not all small, but work with me here, they can take down a much larger size prey because they work together in at least what we perceive to be perfect and precise coordination. When we look at this story, this triumphant entry into Jerusalem, I think for the most part we could, we could probably pretty easily place ourselves in the shoes, or rather sandals, of all of the characters in this story. I think it's fairly easy to see ourselves in, in the parade, perhaps shouting, rooting for Jesus. After all, we are his disciples, are we not? I remember as a child imagining what it would have been like to be there in those moments running around, waving palm branches, shouting Hosanna, following Jesus and the disciples as they went on. 
And in this moment in the story, there's, there's a sense of innocence. As no one other than Jesus knows what was yet to come. For those precious moments, this was a celebration. This was fun. But then I also wonder sometimes if perhaps we can also maybe see ourselves as the Pharisees, but towards ourselves and maybe towards others when, when we shush each other out of fear that our words and our actions might disturb or, or annoy or bring down more trouble than it's worth. That might be harder for us to admit to or even recognize because, let's face it, we never want to see ourselves as one of those people, the bad guys, the mean ones who always found something to complain about when Jesus was doing his ministry and most of the time missing the miracles happening right in front of their very eyes. No one wants to be grouped in with them. And then in truth, the hardest imagining for us, I think, might actually be putting ourselves up on the donkey with Jesus. One, because the dynamic of not wanting to see ourselves as the equivalent of Jesus, which of course we are not. But I think it also goes to things like the fear of going down with the ship or just fear of being fully seen. We likely don't put ourselves in those situations, I think, very often. We don't want to cause a fuss, and we certainly don't want a parade of support, even the times when we could really use it the most. I mean, come on. We've got this. So we don't. But we'll be just fine. Until we're not. And it's no wonder where part of this comes from, when, where we get this influence in our minds from. We can look at our world, our society, and especially our popular culture, including books and movies and, and so on. How many messianic stories do we find where it is the one single hero or heroine who makes it all better and saves the day. Honestly, the Avengers movies might be some of the first that really showed how together is better. Even for all of the characters you find in like the Star Wars films, who in reality were needed for the good guys to win, depending on which side of the force you see yourself on, it still really all comes back to that one special person who is connected with the Force. So, so wrestling with what it means to be a community, especially when the chips are down, that, that is the task this week. And it is no surprise for, for any of us to potentially be wrestling with what it means to be a community because we spent almost two years 
apart, isolated from one another. We're still finding our way, even now, back to what it really means to be a community. This, this passage, the theme, the idea of focusing on interdependence, that's, that's not very normal. Um, I admit that. There's usually a different, different focus for this passage, the story. But in Jesus' retort back to the Pharisees, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. In that, we, we can see that all of creation will cry out if justice, if love, if the beloved community is not honored and uplifted. I will admit that this is one of my many favorite parts of Scripture because of the whole, the stones would shout out part. Partially because I'm the kind of person that when I am out and about walking around and I see a stone that catches my attention because it's shiny or really no other reason, but whatever, um, I pick it up and I put it in my pocket and then I have piles of rocks in my house and my wife thankfully loves me. But also, as a child, when I'd hear this story, especially that part, the stones would shout out, I always imagined a bunch of, of felt-shaped rocks with googly eyes, like you'd see in a Muppet movie, shouting out, Hosanna. If you've seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, think of the singing fruit, but with rocks. So yes, the, the title of this message says that you are a group project. You, 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 all of us. We are a group project. And I will admit, when I first got to that part, I kind of panicked. Because I don't know about everyone else, but I can tell you I have had situations when I was in school in group projects and not everybody carried their own weight. And so this got a little deep, probably deeper than it needed to. But we are a group project, and that is actually a good thing. It's a good thing because we are better together. It's a good thing because we need each other. It's a good thing because we are the body of Christ in the world. We are the church. The story of the lone hero, in all truth, is, is maybe more tragic than celebratory because of the lack of interdependence and community. The lone hero riding off into the sunset Sounds really kind of lonely. I would much rather my story be one where I am, am part of something. Something that supports each other. Something that, that stands together for justice and mercy. Something that shares the love and grace of God with each other and all the world. We are better together. 
And I say none of this to, to downplay the importance or the value of, of Jesus in the midst of that community as Jesus is the original messianic hero. But even Jesus wasn't the lone hero in the sense that he had community with him. He had his disciples. The crowds followed him. We are told that angels surround him. We are better together. And I hope that, that each and every one of you can see that somewhere in your life. And even if we find more moments where we are feeling lonely, we don't feel like we are in community, remember that we are never alone. Jesus walks with us everywhere we go in life, and the Holy Spirit is always moving amongst us. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn number 295, In the Cross of Christ I Glory. Friends, at the conclusion of our service, I'd like to invite you to uh, go to the front where our uh, prayer quilt is set. Um, you can offer a quick prayer, 
warming thought, whatever uh, you would like to pass on, and then we will uh, get it into the hands of those who need it very much right now. Blessed are we who cry out, God, I need a friend to share the simple, unaffected joys that come, the troubles unbidden, those too heavy to sustain. Blessed are we, opening our hands in readiness to risk intimacy, to receive the gift of friendship, and give it in return. And now may the God who loves all of creation, especially the lonely bits, and Jesus, our companion along this crooked path called life, and the Holy Spirit who loves to improvise in surprising ways, go with you, dwell among you, and give you joy now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.